Well, good morning, Calvary Church. It is great to see you today here on this windy day. Uh, you might know me that with my Christmas decorations, I believe that wind is a product of demonic activity, and uh, maybe I still do today. So we'll be praying for it to be calm and for maybe more of a fresh wind from the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, but uh, yeah, so just excited to be able to share with you today as we continue this whole series, Living Out your faith, and then even specifically today, talking about how we can live a sacrifice, living a sacrifice. And so our whole life is a sacrifice to the name of Jesus. Maybe you even, uh, I don't know if you've picked up yet, but even as we worship today, everything was specifically worship to the name of Jesus, worshiping him and his beautiful name. And this text talks about that and will continue to sing and speak in that way through the rest of this service. But even as we kind of just get ready for how God's going to work in us today, I was just, I was continuing to think about uh, with this passage and even with all of uh, the thoughts of regathering, and I will have some announcements about all that at the end of the service, so stay tuned in until the very end of this program. Uh, but, you know, just, <laughs> but uh, we are just thinking about returning, this whole thing of to return. And I had this time away, I mentioned it last week, this time away of just about four days in just silence and solitude and prayer and worship and journaling and reading, meditating on the word of God, where I was just seeking the Lord. And he put this theme upon my heart for our church to return, to return to our first love, to return to the essentials and the core of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, for us to get rid of all the other idols and distractions and to hone in and focus in on what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And so for us, there's so many things that can get us off track. And so I want us to return to our first love. And I've kind of even thought along this line of, hey, before we could return to any sort of new normal of what it means to do church, to any sort of like how it used to be or something, we have to return to Jesus before we could return to anything else. So let's get our hearts right before him today. And so join me as we seek God in the scriptures for what that looks like. So let's read this text, Hebrews 13, 10 to 16. I encourage you to turn in your Bibles to that. It says this, we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. Now, this is kind of an odd sentence in, you know, 2021 language, but just thinking about temple sacrifice, that these sacrifices that were made upon the altar of these animals that were sacrificed for the forgiveness of sin or for worship to God, there's this whole system and some that happened daily, some that happened annually for different reasons. But it's saying here, we have an altar from which those who serve, those priests that serve in the tabernacle, have no right to eat. And this is talking about Jesus as that altar, as that sacrifice, and even as that priest. Verse 11, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp. So these sacrifices are made, the blood is sprinkled upon the altar, but then the bodies of those animals are burned outside the camp or outside the city. Therefore, Jesus also, 
that he might sanctify the people to make them holy through his own blood suffered outside the gate. So we, the, the, cruci- the site of the crucifixion was outside of the city gates of that old city of Jerusalem. So let us go out to him outside the camp bearing his reproach. For here, here in this day, in this time, in this city that they were in, for here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Through him then, okay? So through Jesus then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. All right, that is our text for today from the very word of God. And so we'll dig into this a little bit. This beginning section 10 to 14 that we're looking at here, this is basically just telling us that Jesus is everything. Jesus is the altar. Jesus is the priest. Jesus is the sacrifice. All of this old system is now new and it's all about Jesus and what he has done. So it's this reminder to them as these people uh, of Israel, that this reminder to them that this is now all about Jesus. All this stuff that you were supposed to do is no longer. But I want you to even be able to see that even this city of Jerusalem is not what matters. We have a new city that we're looking towards, a heavenly Jerusalem, a new heaven, a new earth that we will spend an eternity with God himself, that that is what we are looking to. So he's getting them to look from the, the temporal, the, what is like in the here and now to the eternal, to that which matters uh, for eternity and for all time. And that this whole thing of Jesus was crucified. He was, he was executed. He suffered outside the gates, outside the camp. That there's, then it says to us that we are to go outside as well. We seek him outside. So we seek him in what he has done and who he is, that he was set apart. He was the one that did this, incredibly, this incredible special sacrifice for us. We are to also be set apart. We are to also go outside the camp to be different, to be looked upon as different. And maybe we can understand any of the sacrifice that we would make. And it says we are to bear his reproach in this text, that any sacrifice we would make is only because of his first sacrifice for us. And maybe then as we kind of think through any any of that sacrifice we should make, recognizing that we are set apart We are set apart in that way that he is and that then any sacrifice we make is for him. He lived it first, we do it in response to him. And so then in light of all of that, in light of that fact, we no longer sacrifice just an endless line of animals to God. That's not, no longer the system, obviously. That's not what we're doing here in this service or what we do on a daily basis in our lives. But what we do then bring is this sacrifice of praise. So we look again to verse 15. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. And so we, uh, we offer up this, 
this whole thing of this sacrifice of singing, of doing, and of sharing. That's the sacrifice that we bring to Jesus, of singing, of doing, and sharing. And I'm going to kind of like break down then all of what that is for us as I just kind of skip ahead to this next part here. Um, And so the way this is broken down is just, I want us to kind of like see each phrase of this. And the first one is this, through him, through him. Any of this sacrifice of praise to the name of Jesus that we would do is through him. So it is through Jesus and for Jesus. Like obviously we're bringing a sacrifice for him, but even that sacrifice is through him. Part of our vision statement as a church is that we would continually be changed by the gospel. It's not just a one-time thing, but that God is continually shaping us and making us more holy, sanctifying us through the good news of Jesus, through what Jesus has done for us. And so we recognize here that all of this is through him. So remember that. And then the next word is this word continually. It's not just a one-time thing. It's nothing like that. It's not occasionally. It's not when you show up to church. That all of this of what we're talking about today is through Jesus, for Jesus, and happens continually. And so like understanding that there was this just continual offering of sacrifices of animals. And now we bring a continual sacrifice of praise. Not just when we feel like it, not just when everything's going good, not just when we're at church, but continually. Okay, so everything that we talk about here is in that. So we bring this sacrifice of praise to the name of Jesus. Now, this word praise, I want us to understand this word a little bit. This uh, word praise from this Greek word, inesis, that is to speak of the excellence of someone or something. Now, I... I think we get that. We get that that's what that word means. Like I think a lot of times though, when I think of praise in like a churchy sense, <laughs> I sort of think it's just like singing or this like, I don't know, this sense of like, like God, you're, you are holy. And it, it is that, but like we praise a lot of things. Like we even, we might say like, oh, this person at work needs some praise. Like we wanna build them up. We wanna speak some good things to them, some good things about them, right? So we speak about the excellence of things. We, we praise things in our lives but we are called to bring a sacrifice of that kind of praise to the name of Jesus. So we lift up all of this to him, to his name and to who he is. And we see this kind of praise throughout the the New Testament. I mean, I love it's like right at the very beginning of Jesus, right as the angels meet the shepherds in the Christmas story, it's they are, the angels are praising God, the, at the ascension of Jesus. So at the end of his time here on earth, he ascends into heaven. And then it says the people were continually in the temple praising God. And I love that right there because they're in the temple, the place of the sacrifice. They're doing it continually. It says like this, it's in Luke 24, that they were continually there praising God, speaking of the excellence of God and of Jesus, telling everyone of how great Jesus is. The man that was 
healed by, by Peter in that kind of classic passage of silver and gold, have I none, but what I have I give to you. Now I stand up and walk. And it says the guy went around walking and jumping, leaping and praising God. So he's been healed and he's been changed by Jesus. And so he's just running around and just speaking of the excellence of Jesus and how great he is. And so we know here, what are we supposed to praise there goes my little worm on my lip. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what are we supposed to praise? We are supposed to praise the name of Jesus. And I think what's interesting is it is sacrifice. And we think about, and that's why it was there. But uh, when we think about sacrifice, we, we need to think about how sacrifice is giving up something, right? Like what were they doing when they would sacrifice the lamb? They would take something that would belong to them, that was theirs. It was for them. It was for their food or for their income, right? You take, they're going to bring this sacrifice and they'd say, this was for me and now I'm going to give it to you, God. And so that's what it means to sacrifice. And so how does that work for us when we think a sacrifice of praise? Well, it is this sense of sacrificing the attention that maybe is for us or maybe that we are giving to other things and then giving it to Jesus. That sacrifice of what we speak good of, that sacrifice of what we care about, what our heart longs for, all of those things, something that was going to benefit me. Oh, you are so kind. Thank you very much. Uh, something that was going to benefit me, and now we, we bring that to Jesus. And so we think about, like, I'm I'm sacrificing my financial gain. I'm sacrificing my reputation. I'm sacrificing my, like, spending my time just on whatever I want to spend it on. And we say, I want to bring that as a sacrifice of praise to God. And so I think about it like this. Like, instead of my job getting the best of me, Jesus gets the best of me. Instead of my attention being on sort of even like things like social media or the things that I sort of care about on there, on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, however old you are, it is like for whatever that is, may that attention be on Jesus instead of just on that or what you like on those or what you promote on those. What are you promoting? What are you about? What do people see you as about? Jesus gets that attention. And then even things like my own family and my kids being my number one priority. No, Jesus is to be my number one priority. And sometimes that can be really hard for us and therefore it's a sacrifice. And so then when it comes to this, this sense of actually singing, right? Actual singing worship. Because a lot of times you might even hear pastors or people say like, you know, worship's not singing. Worship is singing. Worship's just not only singing. It's singing and it's speaking and it's living our lives in all, every aspect of it as an act of worship to God. But when it comes to this singing part, we are bringing these words of worship and we're bringing our attention and our focus away from ourselves, away from everything else and putting it solely on Jesus. So when we come into these times of singing, I wanna encourage you to do just that, 
to actually do that. Take that attention away from yourself. Take that focus away from yourself and even away from your preferences about how worship should be or the wind today, if it's bothering you or something. You know, it's just taking all of that away from whether you like the song or not or you've heard the song before or not or you like the light lighting in the room or the air conditioning or the sun or whatever, okay? It's taking all of that away. We don't that is opposite. Caring about that stuff is the opposite of a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise brings all the attention to Jesus, no matter what. So we bring that sacrifice of praise to him, and we also bring then a sacrifice of our allegiance to the name of Jesus. Let me even read to you uh, it's this next phrase in this passage in verse 15, because it says... Um, Offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Now, I'm reading from the NASB 95, which is the, the version that we preach from and the version that's in the back of the seat in front of you if you were in the worship center, uh, as we say. But we bring this sacrifice of our allegiance. Let me kind of just talk a little bit about what this word um, what this word really means of this giving thanks to his name. Because uh, as I'm saying here, we bring this sacrifice of our allegiance to him. Um, This NASB here says, give thanks to his name. Now, this word is, uh, it's this Greek word, homologeo, which means to confess or profess. It's a declaration of something. It is a profession of allegiance to acknowledge, to declare a truth emphatically is what it is. Now, I want to just give like a little brief teaching on some like Bible translation kind of stuff here, okay? Because we see this as giving thanks to his name in the NASB 95. Now, in 2020, the New American Standard Bible, NASB, has an update for the first time since 1995. So it's kind of a long time. And so for the first time, they've had an update and they actually even recognized that that I don't think they thought their wording was as good as it could be. And that's why there are updates to translations, by the way. Uh, And so they changed that phrase to the fruit of lips praising his name. So instead of giving thanks to his name, they changed it to praising his name. I still kind of think it could be a little bit different and more specific to what that word means, which is also then why the NIV says the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, which I think is a little more right, but this is just, okay, I'm like, I've taken some classes. I've spent a lot of time in the Bible. I'm not a translating scholar or a linguist. Okay, so I just play one on the radio. But like NLT says, Okay, proclaim, the, the NLT is the New Living Translation, says proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Even more specifically with like a direct sense of what that word means in the Greek. Now, what I, what I don't want to do is just like bash one translation versus another or whatever. Like I, I just think that in this case, the NLT and the NIV are kind of getting it more right. Now, what the New American Standard Bible is trying to do to do and be in the way it translates the scriptures and why we tend to like it is it's trying to be a more, a more, I always use the word more, a more literal word for word translation. Okay, not thought for thought translation, but word for word. And so we like that when it comes to deeper study, especially we like that. It helps us kind of dig into what those words mean, what the text is saying. But sometimes 
It shouldn't be translated that way. Sometimes it's an idiom or an expression that's multiple words and so should be thought for thought. And so what I just don't want us to have is this sort of sense of this Bible is the one that's right, this translation, and those ones are the ones that are wrong. It's like, how can we get a full understanding of that text? And so a lot of times it's really good when you're studying the scriptures to look into different translations, how they handle it. If you have any kind of like understanding of languages, I look out and see people like in the audience right now who have actually translated the entire Bible. And so I speak very humbly <laughs> in front of them. But uh, these are some of the things that, that we're thinking. And so even it's interesting when it comes to, there's a new trans, like there's a new edition of the NASB Bible. So what do we use as our pew Bible on the back of the seat in front of you or what we preach from? Should it be that one? Should it be something else? So these are things that we need to talk through because in a little bit over time, they usually kind of phase out the older editions. So anyway, I just want you to kind of have an insight into that and basically understand that the Bible was written in Hebrew, Greek, and a couple other things, but to know that there's not just one right one, but to come to an understanding because in some ways, all translation is interpretation. And so we got to get into that understanding of it. All right, back to the text. So uh, we bring this sacrifice of our allegiance. I like that sense of it's proclaiming our allegiance to his name, professing his name. And so what our worship is, what our sacrifice of praise is, is to proclaim that my allegiance is to God and to God alone. I profess that, I declare that to the world, that he is the one that I follow. He is the one that deserves all of my attention. And he is the one that I serve wholeheartedly. So even in that way, as we've been talking about, our allegiance is not primarily to our country, to our own personal interests, to our family, to our church here even. Our allegiance is to Jesus. And so we, through worship, we reorient our desires and our allegiance to God. As we worship, as we sing, as we do good, and as we share, it realigns our hearts to be in line with the heart of God. And so we need reminders of that because we get pulled by all these other things. We get, our, our attention gets pulled away and that's idolatry. So I ask you, what do you give your allegiance to first and foremost? Where is it in your life? Pay attention to your attention. Where is your attention going? Do you see it going elsewhere or do you see it going to Jesus? And I think there's a few things that can show you where your attention is. So I, I forget who said this, but they said there's three things that show where your focus is or your attention. One is your calendar. The other is your bank account. And then the other one is your search history or your online activity. Okay, so this is where your focus is. This is where your attention is. How you spend your money is huge. Like that's a huge part of like what we care about, what we give towards or what we don't, what we spend on for ourselves or for others or whatever. And that shows our attention. That whole thing of our calendar, our time is our most valuable commodity, is our time, our presence. So where are we giving our time and attention to? And then nowadays it's just, wow, you know, what do we do and promote and say online? What is all of that kind of showing about ourselves? And so I recognize I need to not just post things on the internet about 
the greatest band in the world, U2, but I need to actually post stuff about Jesus. And, you know, stuff like that, whatever that is for you. All right, so we bring that sacrifice of our allegiance. And then finally, last point was we bring this sacrifice of doing good and sharing with others to lift up the name of Jesus. It's the very end of our passage that we have here that says, do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And so we, we think, and that, this is part of why we don't just think of worship as singing songs. We don't just think of worship even as just like evangelism, speaking about how amazing Jesus is to others, but it's also our actions. It's Romans 12, one and two, this, our lives are a living sacrifice. How we live our lives is this living sacrifice to God, our act of worship to him. And so remembering, okay, so we are called to this life of service and worship to God. And we're called to that because Jesus is the high priest and he calls us fellow priests under him. And what priests do is they offer the sacrifice. And so now we do that with the way we live our lives. No longer killing animals, but the way we live is to offer that sacrifice. And what that life of sacrifice looks like is these two things, doing good and sharing. Okay, it says in this text, doing good and sharing with others. Now, I think to know what it means to do good is, is in some way kind of easy even in this very chapter. Chapter 13, even if you look back to the beginning of chapter 13, the first four verses, he's talked about a lot of doing good that we should be doing as people. Jared Wilkins preached on some of this. Matt Doan preached on some of this. These were these things like loving one another, caring for strangers, remembering those who are imprisoned and ill-treated, keeping the marriage bed holy. So it's doing good to others, like to help people that are in need, that are the least of these in some way. It's also keeping the commands of scripture, living an obedient life to God. So all of that is worship. All of that is a sacrifice of praise to God as you do good. And then he said also sharing, sharing with others is what it means to worship God. And so we want to live a life that is generous and is sharing with people. This word sharing actually here in the Greek is the word koinonia, which we normally think is just fellowship, right? Family, it's, it's us. And what's so cool there is it's doing this, doing this kind of sharing with our church family. So I think there's even like a little bit of a sense of like this sharing is with one another. How can we share with each other? And then how can we do good for others outside? Sharing inside, doing good for others outside, as well as obeying the commands of scripture. So this is important for us. And I want you to think through, like, do you even have that kind of koinonia community? Do you have that fellowship? Do you, are you in a life group? Are you sharing this Christian life with others around you? Are you able to be able to share with them and then to, to do good for others as well? And so I encourage you in that. I love how our church has been able to do that in this whole season of this pandemic that's been going on for almost a year now here. And you think about, I was thinking about how we, 
mobilized this task force of people and all these people volunteered, like tons of people volunteered to be part of it where in those, especially in like those early days when like shelves were empty in stores and people were afraid to go out at all. And so we were able to go and buy stuff and deliver it to people that were more vulnerable or older and couldn't get out of the house. And it was so great to be able to do that for folks and just saw people stepping up and serving and helping people figure out how to Zoom and how to get all that stuff set up on your computer so that you can live stream and you don't have to feel like you're not part of it. And it was so cool to see the way our community served our community and then how we then serving the outside community as well. And we just continue to praise God for the generosity of our church through giving as well as through service for things like the pop-up food pantry that is now happening twice a month. And we're feeding like giving a week's worth of groceries to about 300 families twice a month and being able to pray for them and care for them. And it's been so awesome. And then out of that, being able to promote to them our new ESL program. And so now we have people taking part in an English as a second language program to be, to be nurtured and to be given tools to be, able to, to be able to do well in this life. And so it's just so great to be able to see how we have been able to serve our family as well as the greater community. And all of that is through generosity. Generosity of doing good and sharing with others, of time, of money, of attention, of prayer. And so even here in this moment would be this moment where we would worship through our giving. This is a moment where we worship to give towards the Lord. And we say, Lord, I want my giving to be an act of obedience to your word, which, is, which it is. I want it to be an act of worship to you, a sacrifice of praise to you, which it is. And I also want it to be able to fuel ministry and to fuel impact for the kingdom of God in people's lives, which it does. So all of that, as we give, as we give towards missions, as we give towards our general fund, as we give towards ENF, our emergency needs fund, all of that goes to, to serve, but all of that is also worship. So I want to encourage you now, wherever you are, you can give online, calvarylife.org give. Or if you're here on the patio, there's these wood boxes on either side here that you can give as you go. That's a way you can respond. You can respond actively right now through giving, but you can also respond in some way of just doing something good for others or sharing with others today. I just want to encourage you to think of like, think of that, like, Doing something now, it's super important that when we hear from the word of God, we hear the word of God and then we act on it. We don't just hear it and let it kind of go in our ears and feel good and then leave, right? We hear the word of God and we act on it. So how will you act on it this week? And then how can you even share that as an encouragement to others in your life? So I encourage you to choose someone or something that you can do good towards or share with this week to live out this whole thought of sacrifice of praise. Act on it. What can you do? And then even right now, more specifically, we are going to praise the name of Jesus. We are going to sing worship to the name of Jesus with the sacrifice of our whole hearts and our whole attention. And so what I want to really challenge you right now in is that you begin to, to get rid of distraction, 
you begin to focus in your heart on God's heart. You begin to give all of the praise to him, deflecting it from yourself or to the other idols in your life that you are allured by and say, God, I give you my whole self now in worship. And it's part of why we raise our hands in worship. We surrender to God and it focuses our attention on him. But that's part of why we close our eyes sometimes is to get rid of those distractions and focus it in on him. Whatever it takes, whatever posture you need to take to kneel, to hold your hands like this, just to say, Lord, I'm open-handed to you. Let's give all of our hearts to God now as we worship. Let's pray. God, we, we love you. And we acknowledge that you are holy. You are strong. You are worthy, Lord, of our praise. And it is the name of Jesus that we give our attention to now, that we give our sacrifice to now. And so, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move in each heart and mind here. Lord, I pray that we would experience you today, but it would be not for our experience of you, but for our worship to you, God, because you are worthy. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's give our attention to him now.